Welcome to EE Times On Air. I'm David Finch. It's Friday, January uh, 11th, I think. <laughs> Who knows? All I know is uh, I measure things in terms of which day of CES are we. So we are uh, on Friday, the final day of CES 2019, and uh, this is one of my favorite days because uh, the constant swarm of people is starting to dwindle just a little bit. I managed to get here with very few uh, interpersonal collisions, which was nice. Uh, but it's also a day where if you're walking around Eureka Park, which is where we're broadcasting from, you'll notice a much different atmosphere, much different uh, feeling and tone all around the floor. People are uh, allowing themselves to breathe and calming down, and they're being more social here. It's, uh, I saw some people clowning around with a big dancing bear, not for the photo op, but just because they had time to do it. Uh, so I think it's been a very productive week here. And uh, certainly I've been enjoying speaking with the leaders in the technology and electronics industry in all these different amazing verticals. Uh, entertainment, healthcare, artificial intelligence, security, and, and today focusing on something uh, pretty near and dear to my heart, which is automotive and specifically automotive semiconductors. And we are here with one of the clear front-running leaders in uh, automotive IC technology, NXP semiconductors, and uh, Clara Otero Perez joins me here. She is director of system innovations with a strong focus on automotive. And system innovations really is what CES is all about. And so I'm really excited to have uh, Clara with me here today. NXP, of course, is the world's largest supplier of automotive semiconductors. Uh, and, uh, and if I recall correctly, the first automotive uh, semiconductor manufacturer to bring to market a, uh, an ARM Cortex architecture for the automotive space. Um, so uh, we have lots of insights uh, to, to hear from NXP and to how vehicle electronics are developing globally, and there couldn't be a better platform for that than at CES, where it seems automotive is really the, the driving conversation, Andy. so to speak. Uh, so welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you here. so much for having me here. This is great. Uh, what? Uh, let's start here. What are some of the trends in the automotive industry you know things has has the past year brought anything uh, new or or exciting or surprising in the area of automotive uh, well the the automotive uh, uh, vertical as you mentioned uh, for the past year has been focusing on three main trends one of them is about energy efficiency how can we make our cars more energy efficient how can we reduce the fuel consumption and one clear trend is electrification Okay. So we are moving towards more and more electric cars. And more and more electric cars means more electronics. So for a company like NXP, that's a clear trend and a clear growth area where we are putting quite some efforts. Yeah. The second uh, um, trend that we see is around autonomy. But basically, it starts with making the cars more safe, so advanced driver assistance functions, and getting more and more of the uh, safety features in place. And Ultimately, for the long run, removing the driver, because we see that many of the accidents right now happen because of driver uh, distraction. Sure. So while the full autonomy, we see it a bit uh, far away, we are focusing really on the path to get there, how to make the cars more and more safe. And the last uh, trend that we see is around uh, connectivity. So the cars are getting connected, and there are much, many more connections that are coming in the car, and that's the link to the clouds getting data from the cloud and sending data to the cloud, but we also see the edge computing coming in. So the car becomes an edge. Wow, so. A lot. <laughs> th this, is why, this is why it's great to have you here. 
because all week long I've been talking to people who are focusing strictly on what they're calling IoT. And then I have okay. people focusing strictly on what they're calling entertainment and uh, you know live sound, that sort of thing. What's interesting about this conversation is uh, basically what we're talking about with automotive trend is everything that is a trend in electronics right now, almost, is occurring in the vehicle. In the vehicle, yes. Yeah. So it's a uh, IoT on wheels, if you want, or... <laughs> the IOC, Internet of Cars. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's really exciting times if you are a broad-range semiconductor manufacturer yes. like NXP. Certainly, NXP's legacy in the industry, the, the, the amazing portfolio of silicon and yes. uh, IC solutions, modules, in, in every area where we need electronics. Yes. So uh, let's take one, one moment to sort of take apart the car, so to speak. Uh, let's start with the first point you made, electrification. Yes. When we're talking about moving to electric vehicles, which needs to happen now <laughs> more than ever, but, uh, but certainly we're going to have the hybrids as well. We're talking about things like battery, battery management. management. Yes. Uh, we're talking about things, uh, what, what else is going on uh, inside the, the, the power source for electric vehicles? Electrification. So uh, we have uh, in our showcase in the central, in the, uh, central plaza uh, for NXP, we are showing some of our reference designs for battery management, for battery cell management, for the power inverter and what we call the green box. And the green box basically is for motor control. So those are three systems that we are taking out, and that's uh, for NXP one step up that we are doing at the, at the CES this year. We are a semiconductor company. We make ICs, we make the basic software enablement, but we don't stop there. We build our own systems. We try to learn what does it mean to build the system and not only the ICs. We don't commercialize the systems because uh, basically we sell our ICs to the tier ones and they make the, the, the modules. But we really try to understand what does it mean to make the system and we bring that in our reference designs and we bring that also in our next generation products. And that's also part of my, uh, my responsibility as system innovation. We try to understand what is the system, how can we bring that system, the knowledge that we get into our next generation ICs. This is a very exciting space because NXP does have the entire across the board solution. Yes. And I, I really think that for any semiconductor manufacturer uh, to remain relevant moving forward and, 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 and existing in the market today, you have to have the application, not just experience, but application expertise. Yes, and that's what we are building up. Because yeah. it's new technology for everybody. Yeah. Uh, anybody can design in a timer IC and have pretty good success. Uh, yeah. But it's, it's a much different scenario uh, for an automobile manufacturer uh, who has done things the same way for 60 years to now look at the very sophisticated, advanced, um, very challenging electronics that go into uh, maintaining uh, perfect performance on the batteries, for instance, or the motor control. Yes. Which, you know, when I, when I left the semiconductor industry several years ago, I was leaving at a time when we were seeing a lot of, uh, you know, space vector modulation and, uh, you know, just uh, crazy motor controls for three-phase induction and brushless DC. Um, what are some of the, the, the dominant motor control technologies at a high level where NXP has some really great reference designs in automotive? Well, but we are starting to build the competence there. So at this moment, we are looking at the brushless uh, motor controls, for example. 
Um, what we are also very interested in is in the link with the, the motor and the motor management and the battery management and the techniques, for example, about um, uh, machine learning or understanding what can we do to even drive those motors in a more efficient way. And that is where you see the, the edge computing and the connection to, to, the, to the cloud, where you could get a lot of measurements being done in the car. You can send them to the cloud, you can learn, and you can download an up, upgrade uh, system that will make it even more efficient. And there also we have the secure, over-the-air updates uh, type of technology that will make this possible. I'm glad you mentioned this. So let's move out of the power management center of the car, and let's move into connectivity. Connectivity, yes. Uh, what, what are the challenges uh, that we're looking at in connecting our vehicles today? So connectivity has grown enormously, and if you look at the car right now, sometimes you could find uh, an, an amazing amount of antennas, right? So you would have maybe just like four or five antennas for the keyless entry. So to be able to enter, and there you have the technologies, the traditional technologies as Alef, uh, but coming up ultra wideband, which is much more secure. Um, but you also have the, the cellular connection, and we have the car-to-car -car connection, which is the part that we are more focusing right now, because we do see that for moving forward for, for autonomy, we will need to have a reliable source of information coming also from the cars around you and from the infrastructure around you. So if you have, for example, a camera that is looking at the traffic light and it says, yeah, I think it's red, but if you have the traffic light telling you I'm red, then you are sure that it is red. Perfect. So reliable, secure, and safe communication, that's where we are going with this connectivity. On one side, you have the really uh, broadband connectivity, downloading videos, downloading HD maps, and the other side, you have this very safe and reliable communication to, to improve the reliability and the safety of the car. Absolutely, this is, uh, I, I like the idea that uh, not only the, the vehicle to vehicle, we're becoming broadcasters from the vehicle, yeah. but we're also broadcasting now from the infrastructure, from streetlights, from, uh, from the, you know, we have a group of pedestrians in a smart city. Yes. You know, uh, they're sort of congesting uh, an intersection and we can tell from the visual optical sensors on the car that the driver would not be able to detect that there's this growing crowd yeah. of pedestrians and maybe the infrastructure can then communicate to the car yes. there will be an obstruction in 1,000 feet, so to speak. Yes. Uh, this, this is the sort of technology uh, where NXP plays very well in improving the quality of life yes. uh, for uh, for the people using it in a very curious way because it's improving quality of life for the consumers uh, and they don't even realize all the stuff that's happening behind the technology to make it happen. Yeah. Uh, one question I have, and this might be an unfair question because I don't know if anybody can answer it. But if anybody can, you can, Clara. And this is why, <laughs> this is why I've invited you here. <laughs> if you don't have an answer, it's fine. We'll make something up. And uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm just kidding. Uh, in the automotive space, is how can we ensure the security of the communication within the vehicle so that, uh, you know, I've heard a few people walk by and the conversations around, can cars be hacked? Mm -hmm. um, is, it, is, it, is it possible to hack the electronics in cars? Uh, do you have any thoughts on that? Well, what we do, we do see is that in the past, the, the automobile industry has made a big step. So the car used to be closed, 
So if you didn't have the key to enter the car, you didn't need to protect anything. Now suddenly the cars start to be open and as soon as you had a small door into the car, the whole car was open for you. So now the, 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 we are moving back towards how can we protect it. We are working on a, on a layered approach where we say, well, every ECU must be protected, the network must be protected, and the car access must be protected. So we are really working on a, on a defense uh, in-depth type of approach where everything is being protected. There are many techniques that we are using, like authenticating all the messages, uh, like uh, verifying the messages. Um, we are, for example, encrypting a communication. Um, we have uh, hardware accelerators, secure hardware accelerators that we are bringing from the uh, passport and uh, credit cards domain that we are also number one, NXP is also number one provider. We are bringing that technology into the car. So we are trying to make sure that the cars will not be hacked. Security is always a question of time and money yes. and effort. So we are continuously <laughs> getting, okay, what is the next one that we need to go into? What is the next security threat that we need to protect? And we try to be ahead of the threats. Um, and I think we are succeeding. Absolutely. I was speaking with a vice president from Silicon Labs recently, and he made a really good point. He, exactly what you just said is that uh, with security, it's not so much we can make this completely secure. It's how hard are we going to make it? Yes. Uh, and depending on... And it's a matter of liability as well. Yes. So. Right. Uh, well, these are not easy problems to solve for, but then that's why we have NXP, is so yeah. that the automotive manufacturers don't need to solve for it. Our hardware uh, manufacturers, our, our IC designers can, you know, solve for these problems yeah. as well. Um, what, uh, when we start looking at sensors, you know, I know mm -hmm. NXP has a broad portfolio of sensors as well. Yes. Um, what sort of investments will NXP be making in the in the near term in the in the sensor arena for automotive specifically? So for automotive, we are focusing on the uh, on the sensors that help us understand the world around the car. So we are focusing on radar sensors and we are focusing on vision processing. Um, and that's a really, really interesting area that, that we are exploring because there you see that due to the um, uh, new co compute capabilities, we can start to use new techniques on sensing that were not possible earlier. So both techniques on the, at the um, uh, technology level, like for example, we are able to do radio frequency at CMOS level. So we are able to integrate the radio frequency RF the part into the silicon so RF CMOS, which means that we can do very small radar sensors, but still with very high resolution. So we are bringing uh, radar sensors uh, to the automotive market by lowering the cost and increasing the resolution. We are also looking at imaging radar. So we are going to be able to have radar image with a very high resolution. And that's very key to want to be able to look at the environment and understand how close is this object from me. And the same with, with visual, uh, vision processing, really advanced compute vision, advanced recognition. We are making the hardware for that. And there is where you see the, uh, a topic that you were interested in, where artificial intelligence is coming into the car as well. And that I find a fascinating uh, uh, world where we are cooperating with partners to bring this artificial intelligence capability into our solutions. So together with, with different partners, uh, where we can understand our environment, really look at what are the sensors and go the step beyond. So we have the sensing, we have the perception, but we also have the 
object classification and we can do the path planning. We can understand where are the free spaces in front of the car and how should my car move in a comfortable way for the passenger and on a safe and secure way for, for the passengers but also for the environment around the car. That's, this is brilliant and that's, uh, that's what will drive the sort of, uh, you know, rapid adoption, I should say accelerate the adoption yes. of these systems is, is having a, a reliable partner. That's the other thing about working with a company like NXP and, and some of the others uh, in, that have been around uh, the IC industry forever is because when you're designing for the automotive market, uh, not only do you need to be able to make uh, the exact right precise decision using lots of data from lots of very reliable sensors, but you have to do it in the uh, notoriously harsh automotive yes, operating environment. environment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and there is where NXP has a big advantage. We have been doing automotive electronics for the past 40 years or even longer, um, and we really have this embedded in our DNA. How to make ICs that are robust from minus 40 to 125 degree temperature, yes. how to make them robust against radiation, against all type of vibrations, etc. Yeah. And, and there is where we say, well, this is also our differentiator. How can we make safe hardware? And also looking at the system, how can we make with our hardware a safe system that will always, under all circumstances, behave in the way, in a safe way? Yeah. Exactly, with no failures. With no failures. <laughs> it's a tall order, which is why I, uh, which is why I'm glad we've got you on the case. You're figuring it out for yes, us. Yes, we are. You'll report back to us when you've got it all solved. Mm. Um, what have you What have you observed here at CES, uh, or or what are you excited about for 2019? Uh, say in the next 12 months, uh, the, the the sort of technologies that that uh, make you feel encouraged about the year ahead. Yes. So as we mentioned earlier, we see that artificial intelligence is coming all over the place. So from understanding and finding hidden patterns in, in, in our radar uh, signals to, to even predict better what was going on around us, but also, for example, around uh, voice recognition, speech recognition, uh, but also about understanding where is the driver? Is it distracted? Is not distracted? Is looking ahead or is not looking ahead? So you can apply it on a wide different range of, of applications from very small low power to very big and complex uh, problems. And what I do see is that some of this technology is making it more accessible for the public. So before, if you had to really understand the manual of your car, what's going on, how to do that, and now you just tell to your car, hey, it's a bit warm, let's just make it a bit colder in here, and everything will happen for you. Yes. The car will understand it. And I think that will be that will make technology go into the, the background. And I think that is where technology should be. It should be invisible for the humans. It should just make our life easier. So that's one thing that excites me very much. Um, the other part that I see, that I found very interesting at CES, is all this uh, coming up of drones and drone technology. Okay. Because from the automotive, a drone is just a flying vehicle. Yes. <laughs> and you see that they are going more and more into the professional uses, yeah. which means that automotive technology starts also to play a role on, on, on the drone arena. Um, and I, I'm, I'm very excited about it because that means that it takes us humans from just going around, okay, we, we remove the planes, but suddenly we will be able to fly from here to our destination. Yeah. Yes. And, and that will also increase our quality of life. And the only way that we'll get there is, as you said, to have the technology and, and the design around the technology to be so sophisticated that the user doesn't even have to think. 
think about it. That's yeah. right, that's yeah. right. It, and that's exactly where the technology should exist. Yeah. Thank you so much, Clara, for, for joining me. Thank you very me. much for having me here. <laughs> I wish we had more time. Uh, I, uh, you know, hopefully we get to talk more here in the next uh, coming months and uh, do, do some more conversations around specifically uh, some really interesting trends that we're seeing here uh, at the beginning of the year. Yes. So, great. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Thank you. Uh, and uh, y'all at home, be sure to check out ces.eetimes.com to catch more interviews with industry leaders such as Clara throughout the week exclusively on the EE Times Content Hub. And don't forget to subscribe, subscribe, because I say it really well nowadays. Don't forget to subscribe to the EE Times on-air podcast series brought to you by the Aspenport Global Service. And EE Times, it's a free deep dive into the most compelling stories in electronics and it's available wherever you download your favorite podcasts. For the uh, Aspen Core Global Service and for EE Times on behalf of NXP, I'm David Finch. Thanks for watching. EE Times on air. This program is produced by Aspen Core. Thanks for listening.